Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we listen to some music, we do some things with that music with our ears, and we talk about what we hear in our ears. It's pretty cool stuff. This week we're talking about Nine Inch Nails. This is Caleb Robinson. I'm Steve. Dax. Oh, man. You're going you're gonna to play me like that right out of the gate? Yeah. Ouch. Well, this is Caleb, and I guess that's Dax, and I'm also here with... Tex. Jared. And for the first time ever, we have a guest. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Tolly. People also exist outside of our four-person stratosphere. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. At least one more. Maybe half of one. Maybe half of one yeah. person? All right. You know that Dax is, is, is a part of it, and also Cody's a part of it. Oh, we also... All right, look, I'm, I don't like Cody at all. He just turns knobs, and it's, it's I don't like it. He's a shit. He is. He's he doesn't do anything. He contributes nothing, really. Totally hate you, Cody. Edit that out, Cody. Hey, Cody, you out there? We love you. I'm sorry. What we we wildin' for you, buddy. So yeah, we're talking about Nine Inch Nails this week. Uh, we listened to uh, a couple albums, and then we also listened to uh, each one of us additionally picked an album that we thought contributed to the world of industrial music. Some albums are good. Some albums are not so good. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So let's talk about Nine Inch Nails first. How did everybody feel about listening to Nine Inch Nails this week? It was pretty good. Not too bad. It was bad. pretty good. Not too bad? It was good. I that- mean... What a resounding enthusiasm! I really, go ahead. I really liked it. I had a fun week. It's been a, the best week we've had in uh, several weeks. Is that because you authentically Zeppelin. liked it, or because you just hate all the other weeks? That's a great question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Hard to know for sure. I like it because it's the. <clears throat> it was the angriest week so far, and I'm an inherently angry person. Yeah, I still okay. So I I half agree with that because I still feel like Nirvana is no in at least in the same realm of anger. I agree. I don't know who's angrier, Trent Reznor or Kurt Cobain, but I would argue that maybe the one who is no longer alive might be the angrier one. Look, we're not getting into this existential... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The... Music stuff. Music stuff. Music stuff. So you have like, nothing prepared conversation-wise. We just say music stuff and then we're done. <laughs> I'm oh, trying to transition for to pizza what... until someone says something else. <laughs> How about this? We'll we'll go ahead and get into this one. I know what my favorite album is, and I assume that pretty pretty resoundingly it's going to be the same for everybody, except I know that it's not for one person, so I want to see what other people think. Dex, what was your favorite album? Uh, I don't know. They were good. I didn't have a favorite, <laughs> you really. Didn't the have second a favorite. one, probably, if I had to pick. Okay, so Downward Spiral. Yeah. I like that you're referring to it as the second one because you're clearly very invested I don't remember in this. What the Jared, name was. what was your favorite? Mine was the Downward Spiral also. Tali, what do you have a favorite Nine Inch Nails album? I have a somewhat nuanced answer to the question. Then so please give it to I us. I think in terms of production quality and like the optimal Nine Inch Nails sound, the Downward Spiral is obviously a fan favorite, but I like the history surrounding Pretty Hate Machine specifically as its debut album. So I actually would probably vote that one as my favorite album. Ooh, baby. Suck it, you three. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently I don't have a very strong was, backing behind it, me. It's good to one. have someone on my side for once. Well, it's <laughs> the two people with the most nuanced opinions, and then there's two people who are like, but I guess Downward Spiral is pretty good. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm teasing. I liked oh them all. Gosh. You I'm just teaser. made me pick. I'm teasing. I'm okay. teasing. I'm just saying, Tolly came in hot with that hot take on Nine Inch Nails, and I like it. I guess yeah. I should go ahead real quick before we get too in depth. I 
because obviously the four of the usual record roundtable people are such experts on music and have such important opinions. Maybe we should talk about why Tali is here to talk about Nine Inch Nails and what what value you bring to the conversation. Who the fuck what? are you? Why are you here? I was yeah. available. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, because you, I know like your your taste in music very well at this point, and yeah. I know the the importance of Nine Inch Nails to the shape of your like musical taste at this point in time. So like. Yeah. I want you to talk about it a little bit. Oh, well, uh, Nine Inch Nails has probably been my favorite long-standing band of all time. It was actually the first band to get me into industrial music in general. Uh, and it was actually, interestingly enough, through industrial music that I found an interest in punk and post-punk music, even though that was, uh, theoretically, they were co-occurring movements when they originally happened in the 70s in the UK. And then they hit very differently in the US. But contemporarily, punk has been more popular now. Uh, so I lean towards a lot of punk and post-punk music, uh, but I do have a lot of heart still in the industrial music. So Nine Inch Nails and the huge influence it's had really spanning across these genres really draws me to them. It's also very difficult to have a, a, a hard stance in terms of listening to industrial music, given how little is put out up to this point. Like I know last year, that Soft Moon album that came out last year was one that you were listening yes. to a lot. And that was like the only industrial album I came across last year. And I cannot think of the last year that I really came across any kind of industrial music. Mm -hmm. It's just not a genre that you get to hear from. So it's much easier to kind of fall into the the pattern of listening to like punk and even post-punk when that's the music that's predominantly being made and so it's something you can actually listen to. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think what's interesting about the industrial movement is it hit the UK really big in the 70s and then later it came to the US, particularly the Midwest actually, uh, later into the 80s. Uh, and then it really only made it through until like the early 2000s. Uh, but after that, it essentially died out as a movement. And there's been very little activity in that genre since then. And I think that the, what most people are aware of in terms of the industrial movement is really kind of within that like mid-90s realm when like Downward Spiral came out. And that was mm -hmm. really when industrial music kind of started to move in that direction. Yeah, I think it, in the U.S., I think we, we like to categorize genres into moments in time mm -hmm. more so than in other places i agree and it fits in after new wave mm -hmm. and where people see it even though new wave being you know it's like a separate birth child of the post-punk movement comes in and and in the u.s we still have some industrial music that's being produced at the same time that new wave is being produced yeah I do, because that's the interesting thing, too, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more, too, but we might as well get into it, is the the influence of kind of the 80s sound on Pretty Hate Machine that then kind of transitions away into what we know a little bit more as that industrial sound that's on Downward Spiral. So, like you're talking about, that like new wave 80s sound influenced it. So, what from two people who are big fans of Pretty Hate Machine, how do you see 80s influencing that album a lot? That album came out in, I believe, 89. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously it was influenced by the sound of that decade, but it is a very different album in comparison to what you see. And you can see that shift into the 90s very heavily from that album. Go. So, if you actually talked to Trent Reznor in a lot of his interviews when he talks about the inspiration for that, aside from 
a more traditional industrial artists that aren't quite as mainstream now, like Throbbing Gristle or Ministry that come out, uh, influences like Depeche Mode and actually Gary Newman mm -hmm. are some of the most central sources for Trent Reznor's work in that original album. And I think that really carries through because at the time that they debuted that album and they actually went on tour and first performed some of the songs that later became uh, on Pretty Hate Machine, they were really looking to take away the industrial sound and produce it in a way that was more clean cut and more attractive to other audiences. And I think they chose to do that through kind of taking this synth route that had already been very prominent through uh, new wave music is very much like. Uh, their early work, Depeche Mode, started as out as a synthetic pop band and mm -hmm. then later transitioned into a new wave sound. And so you can really see in Pretty Hate Machine how they're taking more popularized new wave sounds and then slowly pushing that threshold into their later work like Downward Spiral. Yeah, it serves as a basis uh, for sure. And I think, I think that on Pretty Hate Machine, part of what, you know, everyone can kind of pick out certain aspects of a genre that define that genre for them and for me part of the industrial sound on top of the electronical element to it that we often hear is uh, that it's a very like precise clean sound that i'm getting out of in terms of tone a lot mm. of times mm -hmm. and in terms of anytime you're using a specific effect on a guitar or an instrument that doesn't normally produce that sound uh, i f i find it to be very very clean and, and kind of like I don't want to say pointy. It's not. It's not rounded. There's no messiness to that at all. Mm -hmm. It's got a very specific feel to it that doesn't bleed over, and I I feel that coming out of particularly. I'm a new wave. I'm like a Talking Heads Devo new wave as compared to a more of a synth heavy new wave. Mm -hmm. But you, you, I can even hear it pulling from those types of of uh, artists as well in that sense. Do you guys? I, I'm going to take a wild guess and say, given like the stance of this album, is this the album that has your guys' favorite Nine Inch Nails track on it? Or do you have a different? Do you have a favorite Nine Inch Nails track that comes from a different album? No, my favorite's on this one. Which one's your favorite? I think you know which one it is. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's want, track oh. number one. Oh, is it Head Like a Hole? Yeah, I love that song. You're a big fan of Head Like a Hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can understand that. That's a is a, a good track to start out on yeah. for sure. I do like Closer because uh, Weird Al done it, but you know, <laughs> we gotta play that one. Do we need to get into yes, that? please. You want to do that now? Yeah, do it. All right, let, let's get to it. Hold on. Give me just one second. I sent that to the group this week and uh, didn't get a whole lot of positive response back. But... Oh, gosh. What was the name of the Weird Al? He also done it. Well, he did Closer it's, in a Polk. Um, germs. One, germs. That's what I thought. In I one of the Polkas sure. as well. Closer's in one of the Polkas. That's true. Is it the one with Hanson and Marilyn Manson? It has to be. I love that we were having this really nuanced conversation. We were like, let's listen to the Weird Al. That's what, I love you, it. that's what happens when you let me talk about it. But that's one state I'm never in. Because I know that I've got millions upon millions of tiny one celled organisms living on my skin. I will rinse scrub until my flesh is raw and bleeding. But they just come right Get to the chorus. Okay, 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 okay. So that's not only closer, that's also terrible lie. So that's the terrible lie, like, chorus, along with the closer, like, intro... Yeah, he's a smart man. He is a smart man. 
Weird Al. Didn't want to listen. Weird Al. Aren't you glad we we done it? Uh, Weird Al. Every time every time we bring you up, I I I learn to appreciate you just a little bit more. Let me just remind you, Weird Al. We love you on this show. We love you on this show. Tolly, what was your favorite? Uh, so from this album, it is Terrible Lie, but my all-time favorite song is actually from The Downward Spiral, oh, is it? Uh, and it's Only. Ooh, okay. Okay. We'll, 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 wait. That's my favorite, only? too. Yeah. That's my favorite. That one also. was on With Teeth. Was it? Yeah, that's on With yeah. Teeth. <gasps> my life's a lie. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, J- Jared, yours is Only? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so we've got two right there, so let's play a little bit of Only. I replayed that one multiple times this week. It's such a good song. It is a good one. It's got a good video too. I think that was the first Nine Inch Nails video that I ever saw, and that was like, like it was a really cool concept that they put into it. And I was like, I want to listen to more of that guy. Mm. Here I am now listening there to that guy. I'm sorry to have sh- shaken your world by the fact that that song was on with teeth. I think this is a conspiracy. I'm going to fact check this somehow. <laughs> I understand. Okay, so here's the question that I have, and we'll we'll skip a little bit forward so i think that with teeth has a little bit more of like an accessible sound in comparison to the first two albums to a certain degree i think that like so you have all those like 80s elements that come out of pretty hate machine and then you have this really angry industrial sound that comes out of downward spiral and that album is not an easy listen at all i i love it personally but i recognize how difficult of an album that is with Teeth has kind of a blend of both of those sounds, I think, and that ends up being more of what they sound like kind of going forward throughout the rest of their albums. Would you guys agree with that, or am I off, off base on that? I agree. Yeah, no, I'd agree. It's easily their most traditional rock-based album that they have to date. And what's interesting about With Teeth and then the subsequent album, I think Year Zero follows With mm-hmm. Teeth. That's correct. Uh, is Those two albums happen specifically because there's a very pronounced shift in the way that Trent Reznor approaches music at that time Mm -hmm. uh, because it was at that time that people started being able to access music specifically through means other than vinyl or CD yeah and so with that proliferation at the time Trent Reznor's approach to music shifted to actually be more mainstream because he felt that people no longer spend as much time focusing on particular albums and so in some way it marks the beginning of the commercialization of songs because a lot of the prior albums such as Downward Spiral uh, were produced very intentionally to be cohesive pieces, while with Teeth necessarily it's just more of a collection of songs that he thought that people would listen to in isolation rather than as a collective sound. That just makes like, a lot of sense. Just like every pop album today. I don't know. It just it the way that you describe that it just sounds like he's just. I, this is not surprising. He's a smart guy. Like he's a very smart musician when it comes down to it. And I think that that comes out a lot, not only through the music that he makes, but also in the way that he makes music. Like I think that his, you can very much tell that Trent Reznor is an intelligent individual. So, yeah, glad that we covered with Teeth and Year Zero. I want to circle back now, and I want to get Dax and Jared into the conversation. Hello. What are your What are your thoughts on Downward Spiral? What do you like about Downward Spiral? It was good. <laughs> Damn it, Dax! <laughs> Give me something. I warned you. I said I liked it, but I don't know what to say. Uh, is your pretty... favorite song off of Downward Spiral? At least I, I think so. 
Let okay. me double check. Okay. I like Barch of the Pigs, too. Yes, it is. Here's another thing I, I, I like about, and this goes back to our episode of um, Marilyn Hansen. Yes. Is the, they both, Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails were both accused of having some kind of effect on the Columbine shooting. Uh, oh, yeah. Based on the uh, song, Big Man with a Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, it's kind of, it's, it, it is unfair to compare it to say, okay, you listen to the, and it goes back as far as uh, Black Sabbath and other people like that where, and even I guess the Beatles kind of had helter skeltery mm-hmm. kind of yep. accusations. Right. That, you know, you, you can't really be like, okay, you listen to this song, therefore you did this thing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the argument was, it's a Charles Manson argument that, okay, if we put, if we paint the wall bl- with blood that says this thing, then we'll blame this other person. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a conspiracy, like you said. People don't like what they don't understand. But, but yeah, it's, that was an interesting album. It had a lot of controversy surrounding it. It, and it, it, was, it was a good listen. I liked the first album. I liked the the synthy stuff, the ba- mm. the baseline mm-hmm. on uh, was it survivalism or whatever? What was that name? So. That sounds correct because I, I remember that that baseline being pretty sanctified. Sanctified, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, baseline on too. sanctified was like, oh man, this is good stuff. It's a long song, but it was pretty good. But yeah. but yeah, I liked the downward spiral. I I owned it on CD. Uh, I recently bought it within the last couple of years, and I listened mm. to it, but I'd never like listened to full Nine Inch Nails albums all the way through before. Right. I mean, I like the singles. I like the videos, and I like, you know, stuff like that, but listening to the whole thing through was interesting. The thing that was kind of hard was on Spotify. The oh, They have so many... Our supervillain Spotify. So many tracks on there that it's hard to know when the album ends and when the bonus tracks begin. Yeah. So I was like, how much more of this is there? And yeah. then, like, I, was, I had to go on Wikipedia and see, like, okay, this track is the last track. Okay, let's skip. Because it has, like, songs from the Crow soundtrack, songs from yeah. the... Uh, natural born killer soundtrack good movie yeah it is interesting because hurt is both a very good closing track and a very strange closing track mm-hmm. it like because it's so distinctly different from the rest of that album sound mm-hmm. but it also feels it's, like i feel like it, it feels fit. very ending it feels yes. very much like this is wrapping things up i love that song it's a good song i would have said that it was my favorite song but it's not it might be my favorite Trent Reznor song, but it's not my favorite Nine Inch Nails song. Because my sense. favorite is the Johnny Cash version. That's mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. But That's I can't fair. say my favorite Nine Inch Nails song is the song that Johnny Cash performed. You know, like, you can't right, do yeah. it. Yeah. So. Oh, that's speaking of Johnny Cash, he did that, but he also did Personal Jesus from Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Yeah. So I, that whole album, yeah. which has a good album, it has a whole different, well, I guess it's kind of spread out if you've ever listened to that. That's the American Five. You're talking about Johnny Cash's? It, it's got, that was funny. It's got, don't worry about that. It's got, uh, it still has like, you know, some country-based, more traditional country songs on, but he did do quite a few. Is that where God's Gonna Cut You Down was on? No, that's well? on okay. four, I believe. Okay. Cool. Let's move on. Oh, no, I, we can talk about a little. Why, we, two of the, two oh, of the songs time. that he did, I mean, but two of the songs he did are on two of the albums we listened to this week. Spoiler alert. Well, somebody picked I didn't want to go there, but someone was going <laughs> Well, somebody somebody spoiled, but that's okay. We'll talk about we'll talk about Depeche Mode when we're when we're done talking about Nine Inch Nails a little bit more. Um, you guys are overlooking the best cover of any Nine Inch Nails song. So Richard Cheese does a, clo- a, a cover of Closer. Okay, that hold is on. The best cover. 
Here's a Richard Cheese's version of Closer. You let me violate you. You let me desecrate you. You let me penetrate you. You let me complicate you. Help me, I broke apart my insides. Help me, I've got no soul to sell. Help me, the only thing that works for me. I was going to listen to that all day. I don't blame you. It's, it's hard to get away from right there. Hey, uh, Dax, what's your favorite song from Nine Inch Nails? I don't know. Hmm. Think about it. Real, Let me think. Yeah, take your time. All the time you need. March of the Pigs. Cool. Let's play some March of the Pigs. good song that's a good song i love that that song. is a good song i don't know where i heard that for the first time i i don't think it was on the album but and it was one of the lead singles but i did i don't know because it's so much different than the other songs that i like by them it sounds i think march it's of the a, pig sounds a little bit more like pretty hate machine but still has a lot of those like more heavy like industrial sounds that we were talking about from this album i mean i consider that more of like a like harder rock alternative rocky kind of song mm-hmm. whereas all the other ones that i like only and closer yeah and hurt and oh shoot was the there was a song that was on baby boy loves the big hits hold on a minute there's a song that was on an album that we didn't even listen to i'm trying to remember haven't what we called. talked about you saying baby boy too much yeah we uh talk we can talk about, about it. it as much as we want i'm gonna say it all the time because it is a thing that i like to say stop trying to change my goddamn vocabulary you need to work on yourself friend nope right. i feel i feel like i am the best version of myself at all times I'm sure you do. Thank I'm you. I'm sure you do. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was trying to say. See, he's there's just a, as confused as I am. There's another song. <laughs> but I think that that was a song, and now I'm aggravated at Be, myself. That you, because now you hear the, <laughs> but doesn't it make you feel better? Yeah, I love and it. you're like, yep, that's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. I might have been thinking of Came Back, but it makes came back Haunted. That was on their, the album that came out after Year Zero mm-hmm. or whatever. You I find it. it very interesting. He, Trent Reznor's... Um, composing career his composed film scores Mm -hmm. Mm. i find it funny that he kicked everybody else out of the band and it's only him and atticus ross now yes it is that is so mean isn't that crazy it's funny because like he won an oscar for 
the the social network and the music was great in that movie and it really made that movie like perfect because the movie's good the acting is good all of that but then the like soundtrack is really what solidified it but that was the first I think thing they did together really and it's the first thing that they got they did together that got them any kind of recognition and then they've done movies mm-hmm. since then but I find it funny that they're like hey let's do this movie together it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross yeah then because he had already been producing records the Nine Inch Nails records. But it was a full band. And then they were like, okay, now let's make Nine Inch Nails records together and only be us. And it's so, like, I don't know. I find it bizarre that now the only members of Nine Inch Nails are Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. And that's was, it. Do you know always which, primarily him, though? As a producer? No, Trent Reznor. Oh, as, yeah. I'm, I mean, wasn't well, he I like don't the, know. Wasn't no. he the band, really? The rest were just kind of there? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't think that that's accurate. He had a fairly consistent like ensemble with his band throughout the years. They didn't necessarily have a lot of popularity amongst fans, and he mm. was entirely, uh, basically single-handedly in terms in charge of the composition of his work. Yeah. But the band members were pretty consistent, other than some of their very early opening stuff, like when they did some opening stuff for Skinny Puppy. They switched around some of their band members, but really by the time they did the Pretty Hate Machine tour, they were pretty solidified as a group of people. I guess I've just always thought of it as him, so I never never questioned it. Another thing that I found interesting, uh, let me see if I can find this here. Yes, Richard Patrick, who is uh, the guitarist for Nine Inch Nails, who played the guitar. Former. Uh, yeah, former. He got thrown out, he, too. He performed on Pretty Hate Machine. It looks like only that one. I think he was a touring person and then played on Pretty Hate Machine. He left the band and formed Filter. Mm. You know that? Nice. Hey, man, nice shot. You know that song? I think so, yeah. I like that, too. I like that, too. Do you know, was <laughs> like it, that. what was like the that. the album, do you know which one where it was just the two of them? Was it, because I, I know it was the case on Bad Witch, I'm assuming it was on Ad Violence, the EP that they had, but I don't know if Hesitation Marks was a full, like a full set, or if it was the case that it was just Trent and Atticus. I have no idea. That's okay. Just I was just curious. You I, can, I mean, I can go back and look. And nah, I it was just a thing I was curious about and stuff. I think pr- basically all the music that we listen because I've listened to Bad Witch, and I've listened to, I think, parts of Hesitation Marks, but I don't think that I've ever... Because like, there are other albums that we like didn't get through. For instance, like I wanted to listen to The Fragile, but The Fragile is a two-hour double LP, and I was like, no one's going to be... No, no one's gonna want to listen to the fragile. Atticus Ross joined the group in 2016. 16. Okay, so it was not. It was probably him on maybe not the actual events, and then Add Violence, and then Bad Witch. It, this says that he uh, contributed to all nine. Uh, all nine. Oh, hold on, hold on. All nine. All inch nine nails. inch nails releases since with teeth. I and then he was announced as an official member in 2016. Okay. So he has been the producer and probably contributed a lot. And then I guess Trent's like, I just want to, I just want to, I want to do be this nine with inch nails. one person. You just make me nine inch nails. Because he had a, I mean, he had a drummer that was in the band consistently for ten years, ninety three to two thousand three. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like it was like these are studio people, and then we're we're not really a band like what mm. what um, Panic at the Disco is now. Yeah. Great, great reference for everybody that likes Nine Inch Nails. They love Panic at the Disco, too. Yeah, yeah. that was, I mean, it was a good reference. It was, it was a pretty, you it was, don't know. It's a pretty good Don't they have a song about closing a door? I think so. They do. They do, in fact, have a song about closing a door. My favorite song is also, by the way, off of Downward Spiral. And I think that I, 
Like, I, I would guess that Tolly could probably guess what my favorite Nine Inch Nails song is because it's the one that I talk about all the time. Can you guess it? I want to see. Oh, no. I'm going to blank. If you, you, if you, it's okay. You know it's on Downward Spiral. Yeah. Let me look through the list of tracks. Please do. I think it would be fun to see if you can guess it. I'd also like to guess it. You'd also like to guess it? <clears throat> I think I know what it is. But... Okay. Because I, I like this song enough that most people who know me in my listening would probably know what this song is. Oh, man. We're waiting. I know. I'm ready. Drum roll, please. That's really good audio, I know. You're welcome. I'm inherently biased because I want it to be Closer because that's my favorite one, okay. but I don't think that's it. Okay. I don't think that's correct. Okay. Is it Reptile? Jer, what's your guess? I think I was going to say Closer, but uh, I don't know. Which one did you sing at karaoke? Uh, I sang only at karaoke. Me and Tali did, actually. Fun fact for all the listeners, I have done Nine Inch Nails karaoke style. A terrible decision. A great decision. I thought it was great. The the guy that ran the karaoke did not agree with you because once you started screaming, he turned himself off and he was very mad. He was not Mm -hmm. happy about me me doing the the vocal part to the, there is no fucking you. Well, that's the Mm -hmm. lyrics of it. Well, but you, he he didn't have to scream into the microphone. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Dax, what were you going to say? I want to guess. Yeah, what's your guess? Mr. Self-Destruct. Okay. Does, does everybody want to guess just I have for fun? No, I have no guess. It's Reptile. Here we go on uh, Reptile. Oh, hell yeah. Baby, that reptile is a good track. I like I like me some reptile. It's a good baby track. Cool. Does anybody have any other like big thoughts about Nine Inch Nails that they want to talk about, or do we want to start talking about our albums? I do recommend that people watch videos of their live performances if you haven't. They are extremely violent, and their first ever live performance, they came out entirely covered in mud. So it's definitely really interesting to watch them perform live. I love it. Did they did they perhaps jump in a puddle of mud? <laughs> Great. It's my favorite old band, everybody. Go home, man. You're so old. You're so Oh, your favorite old band. <laughs> puddle so, of mud. So throw myself under the damn bus. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't actually I don't think I've seen any of their live performances. They're really wild. I definitely recommend watching them. Did you haven't you seen them live once? Like I've actually seen, seen them live, not like clips of them live. Yes, I've seen them live once, and it was a really cool experience. I was extremely far away, mm-hmm. so it wasn't necessarily like I got to be in the throes of it. You didn't get covered in mud as well. N- well, they didn't perform in mud every time. Oh, I th- I thought that was like just a Nine Inch Nails thing where they I put, wish they put a bunch of mud on the stage a and there's there's a puddle of mud on the stage. There's a splash zone, and if you're in the front row, they just throw mud at you while they sing splash their songs. Zone. You bring a poncho. What were they? touring on i think it was honestly one of the reunion tours because it was not that long ago it was the last one that they did okay i didn't know if it was i mean if it was prior to 2013 yeah it was okay 
I'm not as familiar with like their touring dates or like when their last reunion tour is because I know they went for a long time saying that they weren't going to tour live anymore because Trent was kind of getting old. Well, they didn't. They didn't have a record from like 2000. They didn't have a record from like 2007 until 13. So if it fit into that, yeah. they wouldn't have been touring on an album. They have actually pretty solid gaps between albums. Yeah, like they. I think that they put quite a bit of like effort into an album before they transition into the next one. Speaking of transitions, I want to transition into our albums. Boo. So, so I, we, we were we were picking. I thought we were picking industrial metal albums. Dude, that doesn't um, even. You yeah, that doesn't, doesn't work. So like we'll talk you about did. your album. We're gonna talk about your album when we get to your. Well, album. at least mine was a, was an industrial one, Caleb. We're gonna what talk about lot. my album when we get to it. What are we doing first? Then we're gonna start. We're gonna go in the order of releases. Because I think that will lead the conversation and make it clear why we picked what we picked. So we're starting with our guest Tolly's album. Mm -hmm. Would you like to speak about your album? Yeah, of course. So my album was Too Dark Park by Skinny Puppy. Uh, What was the original release date on that album, Caleb? Do you remember? I believe that was released in 89. No, 90. That was 90. 90. Caleb's yours was in 90 as well. Caleb's album. My album is Depeche Mode Violators, everybody. We'll talk about my album when we're done talking about Tolly's album. Tolly, talk about Too Dark Part, please. Yeah, sure. So I chose this album, one, because Skinny Puppy is one of the most predominant industrial scene bands to come to the U.S. prior to Nine Inch Nails really breaking it out into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but Nine Inch Nails actually got their start by touring as an opener for Skinny Puppy. So Skinny Puppy's been a heavy music influence on Nine Inch Nails and has actually been one of the forefront leaders in the industrial movement. They've produced quite a few albums and all of them are really high quality, but this one I think really represents the peak of their industrial sound because there's a lot of beautiful overlays in terms of the synthetics with the album as well as the different very raw sort of uh, just industrial factory sounds that they overlay into that. Mm -hmm. And you can also hear a little bit of influence from another band that I almost picked as well, which was Ministry, which was an even earlier industrial band. So you hear a lot of that influence with this particular Skinny Puppy album as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that we could probably, just to spoil it, uh, this is probably the most um, traditional industrial sound that we pick out of all of our albums. Arguably the only. Arguably the only would be uh, one way to put that. Yeah, I would. uh, I like that kind of tone. I think. Well, okay. Well, we'll 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 kind of we'll talk more about that when we get there. But I uh, I don't fully disagree. But I think that you'll be able to hear elements of industrial music throughout the other albums. But I would argue that maybe our picks come from a, uh, how do I say this delicately? Uh, Ignorance. Ignorant place. A big, dumb, ignorant place is what I believe that we picked our albums from. Do you have a song from Too Dark Park that you uh, would like to play for the listeners? The opener, Convulsions. It's the best one. All right. Mm. Nice. 
Mm. You hear a little bit of a thrash metal influence in them too, which is an I interesting component to Skinny Puppy too, uh, because again, industrial is kind of intermingled because it runs very parallel to the metal and the thrash metal scenes that were happening at the time, as mm. well as the punk movements. So there is some natural bleeding in between those, which is always interesting to pick up in the albums because as movements, they were trying to be pretty actually distinct from one another. Mm-hmm. So what was everyone's favorite track? Is there anything that anyone even tolerated with this? Oh, I loved this album. Yeah, that was my my favorite of the... This is a good album. I like uh, Spasmolytic. That was a good song off of it from my perspective. I also really like the opener. I I could see you saying that it is the best song off of there, but I I remember Spasmolytic standing out to me. Yeah, I liked the opener. You liked the opener as well? Did you listen to anything other than the opener track? (laughs) Just teasing again. I liked this album. I I like jumping on you because you... Wait, did anybody cheat? Did we talk about this? Did anybody cheat? No. No one wants. Okay, no. I don't. If, if anybody did cheat, I wouldn't. I wouldn't admit it if I did. Okay, we're not I, doing that anymore. And I did. Oh, uh, I want to do that still. No, we're not doing that anymore. There is no well, cheat. It, technically, it would be cheating if we have five, five albums that we're supposed to listen to because we all pick albums. Then people know that we picked five albums. Yeah, we should listen to those at least. <laughs> we shouldn't listen to those. I didn't listen to yours. Oh, you I, didn't. I don't I'm really kidding, agree I though. Oh, okay. I don't agree with what you're saying. Okay. Because. So somebody else, I pick an album, yeah, and I'm supposed to talk about it. Uh-huh. Why would why would everyone else have to listen to it if I'm talking about it? So we have so we have reference, and so we can respond to what you're saying about it, and I can be like, yeah, this was the most industrial album out of our picks of industrial music. We're allowing you to bring your individuality into the conversation, and then we will discuss it and tell yeah, you why baby. you're wrong. Maybe. Okay, so what if you pick an album, yeah, and you didn't listen to it? Why would you yeah, do that? Listen though, if Jared didn't listen to his own album, I don't, <laughs> want, I don't blame him for that at all. For the his album sake was of awful. torture. We'll talk about that when we get to there. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about Skinny Puppy's album? I guess. Uh, no, I think that about does it. Okay, so my album. Well, we'll go. So like I said, we're gonna go in order. And I recognize, I recognize that Depeche Mode Violator is not, in fact. An industrial album. I recognize it. But I thought that this album heavily, like, it was very, very involved in that, like, kind of synthy elements of industrial that, like, you also hear in terms of, like, Pretty Hate Machine. I think these two albums parallel each other in a lot of ways where you get a lot of those synthy elements that kind of not, not necessarily shaped the industrial sound, but definitely shaped nine inch nails sound i think that like without a depeche mode without the way that they kind of like conveyed their music you would not have seen trent reznor kind of come out the way he did and make the music that he did so i will again i will confer to the fact that violator depeche mode is not in fact an industrial album but my intention was not for it to be so I, sl- I like your choice anyway. Thank you. Yeah, your choice is good. I respect all people's choices today because I think they all have elements that are influenced or were influenced by the style in which we are talking about. Which is... I just f- don't like Jared's, but, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't really have anything... Your your album was my favorite that I listened to this there week. Oh, really? Yeah. It was was it Was it your favorite over the Nine Inch Nails albums, too? Yeah. I, okay, so a Violator is one of my favorite albums, Boy, four. Uh, it is also cool that um, it, two two parts. I'll let this one transition over. Um, that Johnny Cash, like we talked about, did personal Jesus. 
Did anybody else do? Ooh, actually, before I, I I'll play personal juice. My personal favorite is Enjoy the Silence, but I will yeah, play personal that's, juice. that's mine as well. Enjoy oh, the well then let's play Enjoy the Silence. Screw what I was gonna say. Anyway, so Personal Jesus was done by Johnny Cash, who we talked about. And <coughs> was there anybody else who may have done Personal Jesus at some point in their careers? Was it Weird Al? <laughs> no. How'd you, how'd you know? <laughs> who was it? Somebody. Come on. What? Is it Puddle's Pity, pity Party? Who covered Personal <laughs> Jesus? Come on, guys. Marilyn Manson. Thank you. Yeah. God, I was trying to you're just being That's mean true. to me now. Yeah, I knew you wanted to transition, but I wasn't going to let you do it. You're out of you dumbass. I know. It just, felt, it just felt fun. Mean. Truly mean. He done it. I guess I could have said, instead of the Marilyn Hanson, I could have said the album that Tyler Talk picked for his thing this week yeah. <laughs> during the Columbine comment, but yeah, whatever. I forgot what he did. Oh, you forgot what he did. He probably didn't listen to it. <laughs> I'll, never, okay. I'll never tell so i i've said what i need to say about violator unless it i'm glad that you I, liked it. i'm glad people liked it i liked violator i did find that 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 the sound of that album was exhaustive at the length of that album for me mm-hmm. yes so by the end of it i'm like i'm glad this album is over that's fair but i, I liked that. a lot of it still okay that's cool i get that so yeah your album Texy boy i chose antichrist superstar by Marilyn manson because that's what you're supposed to do when you talk about this music. That's what you're supposed to do. Because Marilyn Manson, you know, they relied heavily on some people, and uh, a lot, you know, he's he's kind of regarded as industrial, even though this album doesn't have that much of an industrial sound at all, really. But uh, it was angry, and it felt good. It was angry, and it did feel good. I agree. Actually, here, this is a good point to ask this question. Uh, because maybe there's a lack of clarity. What is, what do you think industrial music actually sounds like? If you could describe the sound of industrial music, like how would you say industrial music is supposed to sound? Because like if you look at like an Antichrist superstar, this is like people would say like, oh yeah, well, Marilyn Manson is like a big part of the industrial. Scene. Right, like, they would say that. Well, it's because is I, he? No, no, not really. Yeah, like not really. Like, well, I think a lot of people say that because of the of his, Trent Reznor helping to found him as an artist and people so i think people want to you know portray that yeah. type of idea but yeah. not really i think that the i think that the heaviness like the guitar sounds in this album and in his sound are reminiscent of the heaviness of industrial music yeah but i don't think it's i don't you know i think there's influence there but i don't think i wouldn't call it industrial now there are some songs where he has industrial elements that are closer sure i would definitely say but as a whole i wouldn't i wouldn't categorize him that way but yeah. that does bring me into like everyone's album this week. I was so this week I did I read a little bit about people like on Reddit or somewhere a forum mm-hmm. people's ideas of industrial music and how people think about it. And some people think some people would think that Depeche Mode is industrial more industrial than Nine Inch Nails. Some yeah. people think that the synth electronical element is the key element in in, in industrial music. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, but some people feel that way. And so I think. 
it's I think everyone's albums actually are, are still fit in the wide band genre of industrial music mm-hmm. because of the like just the way that the sounds that are created on a lot of those. I think personally that the thing that really kind of like pulls out that industrial sound from my perspective is that really heavy experimental mm-hmm. kind of electronic feel. Like you hear a lot of and like I like a lot of what you hear are those like machine like sounds. I want you to bang wrenches together. Yeah, like these like this clanging of sounds, like these like like motor running, like you like you just get an industrial well, feel le- off of it's it. It's like legitimately metallic. Yes. Well, the interesting thing about that culture is you're actually spot on. Um, industrial music is very avant-garde and actually has its roots in a lot of avant-garde music. Some people actually trace it back to more avant-garde jazz movements in Ooh. particular, which is very interesting. Have not talked about jazz at all yet on our podcast. A shame. Continue. But one of the uh, one of the forefronts of the industrial movement that actually founded Industrial Records, which was the first ever record label for industrial music, was the band Throbbing Gristle, which was this small UK-based band mm-hmm. where none of the individuals in the band were actually capable of singing or playing any instruments. Instruments, <laughs> uh, but instead Good. they worked with a lot of organic sounds in like um, post depression and post factory situations in the UK, where they had chainsaws buzzing in the background and trains running through, and they integrated sort of the naturalistic environment of a post industrial society that was currently experiencing a lot of economic hardship to produce that sound. So I think that you're both really spot on when you talk about how it's sort of this raw, unfiltered clanging and banging sound that people integrate and make into an actual coherent piece of music that defines industrial music as a sound. And you hear a lot of that from like current like experimental music. Like I know this is a really, really weird example that like not most people would be aware of, but I've shown, I know at least Tali and Dax is Pharmacon mm-hmm. who does that like real, Oh, uh-huh. that real gritty, evil, like horror style music. Uh, I know another one was uh, Push Mary that had an album that came out last year. There was one that actually came out this week that had a lot of elements of that, and the name is slipping me, and that's fine. Uh, but like, there's a lot of experimental music that like really actually takes on that that industrial sound a little bit more than even like a lot of the industrial music that we're talking about now mm-hmm. does. So, what was a song from Antichrist Superstar that you liked off of this, by the way? I don't have a I don't have a preference to be honest with you. No, nope. So uh, should we just should we just do what we're supposed so to do some, and play so beautiful people? Yeah. Well, yeah. See, now that song is closer than a lot of other songs on that album. I like the, the, when they industrial go, song. Oh, oh, that's, that's, pretty, that's industrial. Mm. But most of my, <laughs> you know, it, I, for industrial music, I want, I, for, in me, in my idea of it, if there's a guitar in there like that, it's, chunk, it's a lot chunkier than it is just like strumming out a bunch of stuff, which is what a lot of the other songs on that album do. Mm-hmm. A lot of this album is more, is like, Almost more of a metal, like a new metal album. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Well, he wasn't born with enough middle fingers. That's true. He's an odd man. 
<laughs> what an odd comment to make. That's an irresponsible hate machine. What? That's, That's in the, the song, op- the Irresponsible Hate album. Machine. Is he it? He says, I wasn't born with enough middle fingers. Oh, Irresponsible Hate Anthem. Okay. Anthem. Yeah, did sorry. you, did no, you anthem. cheat? Irresponsible Caleb? Hate Anthem. No, yeah, I did don't you remember, cheat? Did you I don't remember the those, first track? I don't remember you those lyrics. You can't understand part of what he says anyway in some of the stuff. I don't, yeah, I agree, though, that there's a lot of, like, just kind of like chugging guitars that just has more of that, like, right. just that, that typical metal feel. Right. And speaking of industrial metal, I think it's Dax's turn. Hello. This album is so you. Yeah. Ramstein. So, so you. I don't remember how to pronounce the album name. It shines just. Well, yeah, that. Well, how, you, how, do you, how is it spelled? S E H N S U S or C H T. Seinsucht. 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 That sounds right. That's I should know. It's S U C H T. They German say it too. in the song. Yeah. I just can't like. Seinsucht. I can't hear it in my, right now. <laughs> Play that. Play that. Play that track. Let, let's hear them say it. Let's hear them say that. Zane Sucht. Sure, whatever. So That's well. what it is. Can I, E-H-N is, is that A. That was interesting. Can I keep all of that? Do I have to cut any of that? Yes. You can't just... Oh, I like can't. that. This is a good That's song. Right. Just play your album the longest. Cody, cool. you're at leisure to decide yeah. what you well, cut. No, I'm, I'm editing, put it the, I'm editing this one now. That's what oh, you get. No. Oh, snap. Oh, no. Boom. Oh, snap. I would have rather listened to Duhast. Well, of course yeah, you, because you're the hit boy. On. You're the hit <laughs> boy. Jared on. loves his his big uh, old hits. He likes to listen to the tunes that the people love guys, to. Why are you guys saying this isn't an industrial album? It is industrial. Yeah. It's industrial metal for sure. No, Tali said every album that was selected, other than her own, was not industrial. It this one has elements of industrial, but I don't think it's a purely industrial album. I think it's one of the genres I would tick for this box. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually did really like this album, and I really appreciate that we have a German artist here because Germany was really big on the they're industrial here? scene. Oh my gosh, let him in! Yeah, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> best ladies guess. and gentlemen, Robstein is Rob here. here. It's Hitler, everyone. <laughs> He's a great okay. artist. I did try to get you to let me say that we could use some craft work here, but you all wouldn't let me. True, it's not. Well, but like when you look at, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention. The unmentionable Wikipedia. Oh, uh, our you, favorite source of information. When Wikipedia. you look at Wikipedia, this Romstein is considered an industrial band. It says one of the founding industrial bands. So it's like anything that they put out, I would say, would be considered that. because well, You that, can adjust your sound over time. Well, but I just don't this, think this one has the sound to it. I mean, maybe some of their earlier albums do. I'm not as familiar with like their earlier works. This is really the only album I've ever listened to by them so i could just have bad luck interpreting this one album fair she's a purist jared let her be <laughs> truly and he, and you like your hits do 
I hate, I hate that song. I love that every one of their songs, the chorus is them just shouting the name of the song. That's my favorite part. That is great. Yeah. I love it. I hate you that never song. don't know what song you're listening to if you're listening to a Romstein. I album. hate that song because I took German. And first I know that they're using <laughs> uh, they're using a Bayern Bavarian dialect, and I Bavarian. don't like it. And I also don't like that they just it when you translate it, it's just stupid. The lyrics are, they're not lyrical geniuses. No, they're horrible. No, They're horrible. They only sound good to Americans because we're too dumb to learn another language. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. true. Speaking of dumb Americans, you guys ready to talk about Jared's album? I picked, all right, everybody. (laughs) Oh, no. Calm down. Hey, can we take, can we take bits? I want to, I want to go second after Jared talks about it. Okay. You want to take bits? What are you talking about? Like turns? Oh, I, I meant smashing like, I me went, to I, went, I want to take dibs, dibs on who gets to go after you speak first because okay. I want to. I want to. I want You're to totally ready. tear you up before everyone else. Go ahead, Jared. <laughs> Please. Hate, I hate this. I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm going to because I got to. <laughs> so I didn't know what to pick. I was just trying to pick something that I thought. I was looking up people on that were considered industrial bands. I didn't really like any of the things that I saw that I had to select from. So I picked something that I was relatively familiar with a long time ago. I pick mindless self-indulgence. You'll, you'll rebel to anything because I saw them on Fuse. They got some weird music videos. The lead singer's name is Jimmy Urine, which is a fun little name. Fun little name. Mm-hmm. So that's what I picked. And guess what, you guys? I didn't even listen to the album, so suck it. Did you really feel, not listen to the album? I did not listen to my own album. No, I didn't. That's all right. You I didn't did. listen to any of your no, rebel I, to anything. I, I listened to the beginning of this album. I listened to the you first listened to like, three tracks. I don't know if I should feel... Uh, I listened to Stupid MF as well. Okay. Uh, I wish I would have listened to Tom Sawyer because that would have been fun. I'll, That's I'll the only one worth listening to, and it's like worth giving it one listen. But and forgetting I will it tell is. you my favorite my favorite song from this album is Straight to Video because I like that electronical uh, noise in it. Let's play that song, okay? To be fair, to be fair, this album is considered industrial rock and industrial metal. Well, so thanks, Wikipedia. They're totally so wrong. I might have edited it myself. I didn't, but I might have. There's no way to know for sure. Listen, I respect your decision to choose this album, but it was a complete waste of resources to ever record this piece of garbage. There were like three or four good songs. No. Tom Sawyer is the only song for me that I was like, well, I know this one, and they just play it a lot faster with some electrical stuff on it. That's okay. Mm. But it's just... All Music gave it a four, four out of five star grade. Oh a review. God. Four and a half, four out of five stars, I don't know according to, to allmusic.com. Weird. Well, this is clearly just my opinion. Sputnik, but was, which I've was, never heard of, gave it a three and a half out of five. So, But still, it's not a one like you guys are saying. It's bad. I didn't say it's a good album. I just picked it. Oh, I it. gave it a two out of ten. I'd go it's, three out of ten. A little I better would, than you. I would be a little harsh. I think I'd stick with the two. I'd probably give it a three, maybe a four, because I used to be extremely into mindless self-indulgence. I had multiple band t-shirts, <laughs> and I had a phase in my life where it was a very cool band to me. So it kind of was because of those industrial elements that are a part of their music, right? Exactly, right. exactly. Thank you for sharing, Tolly. We all are supportive here of your past. 
It's been a dark secret I've carried with me for years. <laughs> so we all know Shut Me Up is a good song, though. No, it's right? not. No. I like Shut Me Up. I like Shut Me Up as well. I also, I, I did not realize uh, that they had as many um, controversial lyrics within some of the, some yeah, of the they're wordings. they're not good. It's kind of yeah. like when you listen to Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas, but and you listen to the original version, the, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is not, I see why they did not release this, but how would they even think? Like, well, they did release it, but like radio version or whatever. But like, yeah. how? Why would you listen to that song and be like, you know what? To make it, like, let's change all the lyrics and let's put it out as a single, and let's totally not think that maybe let's this would be a black eye this. on our career. Right? No, absolutely. Let's talk. Let's not talk about this issue that's clearly right here. Um, yeah, cool. I noticed something with this album. The song uh, "Lottie Dottie." Yeah. Did you know that song? You, did you you listen to it? Right? I listened to the album. Can yes. you play that song just a little bit? It's a cover, but it serves its purpose. That's all you wanted. Also, a Miley Cyrus song. Oh, la di da We like to party, dancing with Miley. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Was that's that your all, that your, a, your itty bitty bit of sound that sounds familiar? Yeah. Oh yeah, golly gee and whatnot. <clears throat> oh golly gee and whatnot. My goodness, that also sounded quite industrial. <laughs> oh, that's a, that sounds like a fun game we can start <laughs> integrating into our podcast. Is oh golly gee whiz, that sure does sound industrial. <laughs> we hear like a there's like a, a weird clatter on like right. an experimental track, and we're I like, think someone, oh. I think they dropped something in that recording. That sounds that's quite industrial sounding. Oh darn, I just dropped my horn. Oh, he did it. Running out of time, running out of time. There's that Dougie Fresh song called Lottie Dottie as well. Good to know. Very good. Is that what's the original? The, what's the Beatles song? Wait, no, wait, who's the original? Obla di obla da. Obla, no, thank yeah. you. I, they're just weird sounds of la blah 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 da. That's fine. Alien. I like stuff. how the he's a. They're bragging about how good of a human instrument he is at the end of that song. This one for mindless self indulgence. Yeah, and uh, I hate this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so we, in consensus, I think we've made it clear that we, we're not big on the My Self-Indulgence album. Sound like people liked Tali's album. Sound like people liked Dax's album. Yeah. Sound like Tex did not like his own album. Yeah, it was fine. I, I enjoyed, I ever, actually, I really enjoyed listening to it because it was the first one after Nine Inch Nails I'd listened to because I forgot what all the rest of them were and I didn't want to look it up. And Makes sense. it fit right in with my anger. Fit right in with your anger. So it was fine. So yeah. But I didn't like it as much in terms of actually liking it as I did Tali's album. To cover them all really quickly, we listened to Skinny Puppy 2 Dark Park. We listened to Depeche Mode's Violator. We listened to Marilyn Manson Antichrist Superstar. We listened to Rammstein Seinsucht. Thanks for listening to Record Roundtable. Ended on a sad, sad note. Next week, we're talking about Michael Jackson. (laughs) Got to talk about those documentaries that have just came out. (laughs) Hey, I I guess we can't talk about it, just like R. Kelly. (laughs) We'll have to move along. (laughs) Thanks for listening.